0: Hey, baby, hello, and uh, welcome to another edition of the Batalba Town Sports Podcast with myself, Ford Coxley, and Josh Torbin. Josh, how are you feeling?
1: What's happening, Ford? How was your Christmas, fella? Uh,
0: bit strange, a uh, couple of beers, a bit of food, uh, standard, really, watching sport. Watched the two uh, Welsh derbies in the rain, which were quite dire, in all honesty. But yeah, it was all right. Nice to spend some time with family after working away. So uh, yeah, a bit front, but we got on with it, Josh.
1: Yeah, quite one. Yeah, quite one. But it was just uh, it was with all my parents. It was just me, Sam, and and Chris and Cheryl for for Christmas Day. Cheryl cooked up a storm as usual. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, and then Chris Tobin put a dent in the Prosecco in the house so uh, did, did
0: Torbin have a good day did he
1: Chris Tobin, let's put it this way enjoyed himself I, hey it's Christmas
0: it's been tough
1: honestly but at one point he was just picking up the Prosecco pouring himself a glass chin in the glass and then carrying on, eat, on eating my mother was Starting. just looking at him like what are you doing Chris Well, oh, it's Christmas enjoy myself
0: what time do you go to bed that's the question
1: um, I don't know. I left there about about eight o'clock. I did to come home, and he was still going in. So, and then I popped over Boxing Day morning to pick up a, pick up my Prezies. Yeah. And, um, and well, he, he was say that he was fine, but I I, think he, I think he might have been hiding uh, hiding a bit of a hangover for I, I'd imagine.
0: Like, what did uh, What did Santa bring you, uh, Josh?
1: Uh, we know me, Ford, good as gold, and I so. Mm. Um a few bits and pieces. I had a watch, I had a new watch. That was, that was oh, nice. a was a present and um a few other things I asked for. To be honest, too had all the clothes I had last Christmas, I've still got the labels on them, so I'm worn them.
0: We yeah,
1: the I, I, March, so, um, I literally had all,
0: all I had new clothes, I was thinking. I haven't got through the ones I've had last year, so
1: I I had a good present off Tobes oh. up. Um, what did he get it for? You got me a mystery football top, fella. Oh, hi. Uh, is, is a company called Mystery Football Shirts. Um, yeah. You basically just pay 30 quid. Yeah. And they send you any top from around the world. It nice, could What's any, it? it could be from any division, any country. Um, I had a team. Avalado? It could be Avalado if, if they get their hands on yeah. a rep. Nice. A top. I had um, a team from the Argentina Premier League. Oh nice. At, um Club Atlético Union.
0: Up, that could be that could be the Talba Town Sports Podcast adopted team now.
1: Club Atlético Union, mate.
0: Up no, the Union.
1: Up the Union. Or oh, I think they called Atletico Santa Fe in Argentina. Up the yeah. Santa Fe? Up, up the Santa Fe, but um, no that was decent. Proper road top in fairness. But um, I love that.
0: I got time for that.
1: No, it was decent, but as you said, but very very different Christmas for everyone. But um, you know, Mr. the has done the club on Christmas yeah. day on Christmas Day. Yes, saw a lot of tweets um from a lot of people who were involved in sports clubs around you, everyone was everyone was missing the same thing. And we're in, yeah and now we're in um Crimble Limble, aren't we? the week before, but there's nothing going on, so
0: Yeah, normally we would have well, what day is it? Is it Tuesday? I would have been training Um, we would have been training ready for the fixtures but uh, yeah it's a bit of a a it's a strange time normally this time between Christmas and New Year's but no especially when um, I was thinking I didn't even realise until I come it's a bit of a bummer because we missed Boxing Day was on a Saturday
1: oh mate then then we'd have
0: then we would have had Sunday Slurp and then back all day Monday
1: I've worked out as well that New Year's Eve would have been on a Thursday, Thursday it? and we would have had a full weekend after New Year's Day before going back to work. Yeah. So it would have been New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and then you still have two days to sort yourself out and then back in yeah. the fourth, because usually it's uh, back in on the second, isn't it? But-
0: yeah. I would, uh, normally we have New Year's Day as the Blast Furnace Memorial game for the uh, boys who tragically passed away in the steelworks between Lydon and, uh, and the Quinns. So, on New Year's Day is quite a big day, both uh, on and off the field, and uh, it's been postponed to Easter Sunday. So, yeah, it's another thing we're missing out on, but hopefully we'll get that going in Easter. Um, yeah, it's a bit strange, but we'd always like to thank you for listening and thank our supporters on Twitter who are. Uh, I've got to say, I've had um, some feedback on our poll today and there's some really interesting views, uh, which we'll discuss later. Um, Thanks to Shiny Vinyl, to Jackson. I haven't heard from him for about four months, but thanks to Shiny Vinyl. Um, Shiny Vinyl? (laughs) Shiny Vinyl. Shiny Vinyl. Vinyl, Hopefully, when this is all over, Jax, I'll come over and see you and we'll have a beer and we'll record a pod in the bar. We'll record an actual face-to-face pod.
1: Um, Josh?
0: Beer of the week this week?
1: Beer of the week, mate. Well, it seems this... Uh, well, we're still in lockdown. I feel as if I say this every pod now. We're still in lockdown. Yeah. So let's use our imaginations, everyone. Let's get on our plane and let's fly ourselves to the, par- the, the party islands of Greece. Top's off? Top's off. Party islands of Greece, mate. And we've just landed. We got off the plane. Transfer's been on time. We're at the hotel. Dumped the bags. First bar. Um, and you've gone Chief for sure round I've gone no worries for admit yeah the bar and I've asked for two two pints of Mythos
0: oh ho, ho, ho. that's
1: what I've asked for fella I don't know why I'm,
0: why I'm acting surprised I got one in front of me I knew what exactly was coming out
1: tremendous you can get them on worldbeers.com I think they used to do them in Morrisons and Tescos but they don't know for some reason um, Brexit fucking but, Brexit well yeah Thatcher's Britain Thatcher's Britain. Thatcher's Britain. But uh, yeah, so Mythos, um, translated into myth in Greek. Um, Nice. Brand was created in 1997 and since 2015 has been produced by the Olympic Brewery. What a name for a brewery, the Olympic Brewery.
0: Very good. It's it's not very ill a brewery, but it sounds good.
1: It's no, uh, it's no go, goal, but you know, no. needs yeah, no. But it's actually, it's actually part of the Carlsberg group, which is interested.
0: Pilsner baby,
1: Pilsner baby. Um, so yeah, it's a, uh, it's a bit tasty for it. it's five percent. Jesus, lucky I've
0: only got two bear, Otherwise, we'd be uh, we've the upside down. A
1: yeah, but a yeah, but, yeah, but mythos, mythos is a a light straw colour a so lager, mm-hmm. beer, which is introduced in '97, it's available, it's available in both three, thirty, and five hundred mil bottles and cans. Um, the alcohol content uh, in Greece is four point seven, but over here it's five. So, so it's a bit
0: harder, isn't it?
1: So, so yeah. Well, no, they're not as hard as this because it's four point seven over there. So, oh,
0: but, oh Lord, I thought they just ranged to the four point seven no. because were, oh, right, okay. But to be,
1: but to be fair. It is a bit more cultured over there. Yeah, true. So, true. so uh,
0: to Mythos, hopefully to uh, a trip to Greece soon.
1: Lovely. Oh. oh. I do love a mythos, I've got to
0: be honest. Mm. Josh, put my jumper back on. I always pretending we're still in Greece.
1: Yeah, I've opened my eyes and I'm back in my living room with the with the darts on man.
0: Yeah. Um oh, I miss the darts on a Thursday night, dice age.
1: Can you, imagine, can you imagine Sage on the world dart stage
0: <laughs> yes, imagine him versus Ian he Henderson they'd have to put like um, they'd have to put more thing under the floor
1: in Henderson I think is the biggest man I've ever seen yeah
0: he's got a bit of Tim Bernie
1: his head is enormous yeah oh, um, Dave Chisnell in a world of trouble 2-0 you know, down
0: Jesus, what's he gonna? What is Chizzy gonna do?
1: I don't know, but uh, Norbert's doing him.
0: Bad play to toast to Norbert.
1: Toast to Norbert first toast
0: tonight. Right, Josh, we can't go any further without uh, discussing our Christmas special. Um...
1: <laughs> where Where do you want to start, fella?
0: Uh, I want to start thanking the two boys for coming on, Jack and Ryan. They were. Um, I gotta say, we had a good laugh, didn't we, Josh? Oh,
1: I was uh, it was a very entertaining couple of hours. In fairness, I thought, although I was a bit worse for wear by the time we stopped recording.
0: Yeah, me. I didn't realise how drunk I was until I got to bed.
1: Well, I think the the total recording time was about three and a half hours in the end. But uh, as, but as everyone's uh, already guessed, only an hour and twenty minutes of that was was publishable. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll say, yeah. Um I think it started well, you know, it started going downhill without beer of the week with Stella.
1: Yeah, that was to be fair though, that was a request, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was. And uh the boys owned it well and I think they spoke very well about uh the Iron Man experiences and they gotta kind of brought it across to I think what they did, they brought it across to the everyday man can do it. Um and and that's what he said, like if they can do it, anyone can do it. And and I think if you're looking to do something like that, that I that episode is really inspirational. Um as much as we had a good laugh along the way, there was also some serious content in there and it was um they done it obviously because of a motivation from uh Ryan's mother in law and his father and obviously Jack's father as well passing away and and they're both they're fascinating young men who who have done a lot and, and to see them grow from when we met to about six and it, well, obviously it's 20 years now and see them grow what they become is very um, very um inspiring and yeah that that I think we both said Josh didn't we we didn't want to release the second one but they're absolutely talking we're all talking waffle we're, and it would dampen the first one because the first one was so good
1: yeah no I think I think not done yet I think they they made the whole idea of doing an Iron Man more realistic I think yeah, I mean, like before we done the podcast, I think whatever, like whenever Iron Man comes round, a few of us always have a chat to be, you know. You say it's some, it's something would be immense to do, and
0: yeah,
1: or it would be immense to finish one. But I think if you look at it on face value, you think Jesus Christ! I think we touched upon in the pod, didn't we? You know, you got to do the swim, the cycle, and if that's not hard enough, you got to truck your trainers back on and run a marathon to finish. But yeah, I think exactly. what they done, I think what they done is. Is they did break it down into an achievable goal, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, we had a chant the week to me. I think this is the year. Um, if anybody's out there going, oh, I would like to do one, but I can't do it for these reasons. I'm not sure there's going to be many excuses left at no. the moment with the lockdown. There's, nothing, there's no. literally nothing else to do. Um, no. So I have been debating doing the Swansea Triathlon, actually, Ford.
0: No. I'm not a triathlon kind of guy. I'm a runner. I like running, but everyone who sees me ride a bike, I can't ride a bike. And uh, swimming, if someone see me do a round of PL swim in 2016, they'll definitely tell me not to do the Ironman. So I'd like to do, obviously I've done a couple of half marathons. I'd like to do a few more. But triathlon is, uh, is one to get to. And like we said, it's inspirational and I should, but, it's just health and safety for other people, not me, because I can't ride a bike.
1: <laughs> to be fair, I haven't really looked into the rules about, you know, where they stand on on, on rubber rings and armbands, to be honest. But...
0: Yeah. And stabilisers.
1: And stabilisers for the bike, um, yeah. But, yeah, in, in terms of, yeah, as you said, in terms of that second part, I, I don't think we actually covered anything in the second part.
0: No, nah, no, nah, we just we spoke did. absolute shit for an hour and a half.
1: I think there was just a microphone lurking... Doing some sort of weird Zoom social, so yeah. yeah. As you said, the first part was really good. I think you know the, the the boys spoke really well about the the Iron Man and and both their journeys to completing that. So yeah, part of the reason we didn't check that second part out is is we didn't want to really take anything away from that first one.
0: Yeah, Josh. Any um, what was your highlight from the from the pod?
1: Um, I think it's got to be the quote, but. That quote stuck with me since we recorded it. The, uh, you know, aim, you know, aim, aim for the stars. If you don't get it, you, you might land on top of the world. I think. Um, yeah, I like
0: that as well. I, I, think f- that's,
1: I think that's probably stuck out for me, Ford. We're
0: Um, I'm calling you, Chris Torbin, first off, and calling us <laughs> one. one. And um, I think we'd all we'd gather up to you this inspirational story over the. the Someone come drunk in the middle of the night and they trained uh, religiously for uh, for the Ayamad and they sacrificed everything. And I find out Ryan was on the piss of Glastonbury eight weeks before. And Jack is a here; she was 15 weeks working as a banana farmer. So that, that was probably the funniest thing for me.
1: Well, I think me and you were expecting, you know, like a, a Rocky three esque montage, <laughs> you know, with them two running, running down a beach together. And then... <laughs> <laughs> really it was as you just said one was on a piss and one was picking bananas so <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, toast the Jack and top work uh, we got some uh, initiatives coming up with them um, which will be announced at a later date but yeah to you boys so Josh 2021 coming up exciting year for, uh, for the pod
1: Oh, where do we begin, eh? I'm a bit, hey. um, I want to say it's going to be exciting forward, but I think after 2020, when it was coming round, and everyone's was like, woo, new decade, new me, what's going yeah. on? And then it's, it's gone to shit now, isn't it? So, I yeah. think, and I think I've seen it on a few like memes on Facebook. I think everyone just needs to quietly go into 2021. Yeah. Just walk into it. do not say anything. Keep your head down and carry on.
0: I think... Uh... I was I was quite optimistic and then I literally I was listening to someone talk earlier just for a couple of the pod. They were like, everything's once twenty twenty stops is uh, it's gonna be on on uh toys and whistles. But twenty twenty one could get a lot worse. So I was like, Ah, cheers, cracking. That's great for the part
1: that is. Oh, we're all about positivity here, though we so
0: Yeah, absolutely PMA. So we've just it's gonna to be to great. Crack- it's
1: gonna be it's gonna be a good year for them. It's going think, to be
0: fantastic, Josh.
1: I think this vaccine is going to get up and running soon. The, the warm weather's coming. We'll get Cricket back. Cricket's back, baby. I'll be okay. summertime. Um,
0: Don't the summertime. Summertime, summertime.
1: Summertime. Yeah. Wow, um, we well, are gone again, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think, no, the positivity, I think we'll get there. I think that football and rugby might be in a similar situation. The cricket might be able to fit a cup, like a month or two. of friend in, maybe. Yeah, I don't know if we, it uh, started already, but yeah, the rugby possible. Even if it's, I know it sounds dreadful, but even as you said, you've been doing touch in school and stuff. Even if it's like touch tournaments or something, yeah. You, um,
0: well, a bit of a bit of inside gossip for the listeners and for you, Josh, you exclusive, um. I, I expressed my interest today in uh, playing a bit of rugby league for Abraham fighting Irish, mate. Wow. Yeah. Hi.
1: He's back. Kind
0: of, he's back. Holy he's out to, I think it's nearly as big as Code Switch as when Andy Farrell went from Wigan to Saracens.
1: Oh, it's bigger. Much bigger. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was being humble. But yeah. Don't be humble, Ford.
0: Mm. Yeah, I um, I thought, but I think you know, I fancy a bit of rugby and uh, a bit of rugby league, a bit of a change. And obviously, the Fighting Irish returning is 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 quite a good opportunity. And I've uh, yeah, I've I've expressed my interest in playing. So if you're God,
1: if there's anyone from the Fighting Irish listening, wouldn't mind getting our hands on a couple of t-shirts for it.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um. That, that is a shout, and we, we'll get the boys on the pod as well to talk about the project, uh, Abraham Fighting Irish. But some T-shirts won't go down too badly, Josh, would they?
1: Um, they wouldn't. Uh, lads, I'm an XL, although after the Christmas period, I might have to chuck another kiss on that. Um,
0: yeah. I'm a medium or a small everywhere, but you'll have to expand the drum to probably an XL.
1: I was about to say, if small, medium, I didn't realise we were back in 2010.
0: <laughs> you keep asking.
1: I'm bald, mate. It's the only card I can play against yeah, me. Uh,
0: True, true. So we've all, all we've we've obviously we've we've spoken to other guests already and, and um the live shows. We're hoping to get some live shows in um some of the clubs uh just to help some get some rent um revenue back into the, the places. So live shows with live guests. Uh, they they hopefully be up and running and um, after watching it last sunday uh, an idea came to us of having a patal sports personality of the year so next Christmas time even though it sounds a million miles away next Christmas we are open to um, host an event with but sports personality of the year so if we do get some local sport josh that should be a good night
1: tell, tell what the dream is the dream sports personality night Get us in the Princess Royal. Oh, get us in there, fella.
0: Oh, you know, and I'll be Gary Lithercard, You could be Claire Bolden. and
1: I was thinking we, more Gabby Logan, but uh, yeah, fine. I'll go yeah, yeah.
0: You know, and we we get people. We, oh, imagine her. Imagine her.
1: We fill the placement.
0: man. Right, so we, we yeah, we're definitely. We, we know a contacts and enough between us. Uh, Josh together, Princess Royal, and a uh, mate trade deal. So yeah.
1: We've got to go.
0: Here's last to, to think
1: Oh, lovely. Fantastic.
0: Right. So we've we've waffled now again for 10, 15 minutes, but then we. It's um, awesome. Josh, uh, as it's the end of the year, and normally we'd be having Christmas socials and Christmas nights out, um, I thought we'd just talk about the topic of. Um, Team Socials, Team Night Out, and obviously the tours, the end-of-season tours, which are...
1: You break my heart, yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. uh, When I I wrote the uh, poll the other day, there was tears running down my face when I was typing in uh, the names. Um, So before we go any further, it was a bit of a landslide poll today, wasn't it, Josh? We asked... uh, is a team is a team social important to team cohesion and and mental well being and fifty uh, one percent, fifty one of people uh, voted and fifty one voted yes, so it was a hundred percent yes. So, Josh, what's your thoughts on how important socials are to a team?
1: Um, oh, I I've, I've, we've touched upon team socials, I think in every pod we've done. <laughs> in all fairness, they've always um they've always got a space on the pod, but. Like all jokes aside and take it seriously, I, I I don't think you've got any... I think you can have the best team in the world on 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 the pitch or on paper or whatever, but I think unless you've got that collective spirit or community feel or you know, the Quinns used to term brotherhood and they? I think unless you've got that off the pitch and everyone's singing from the same hymn sheet and everyone enjoys each other's company, I don't think you're gonna have much success on the pitch. I mean Like, don't be wrong, you don't have to like every single person you play with, but you've got to have respect, don't you? I think respect that it comes from, as you said, team bonding, building those relationships within the team, and team socials are a massive part of that. Um, I mean, I'm not 100% sure how popular they are now, actually. Yeah, well, Um,
0: and that's what I thought. I thought there would be a lot of... um, A lot lot of... uh, not a lot, but some, some laws because uh, me and Dale Bone were having this conversation earlier because he, he spoke to me, he said, obviously, team e rec and team socials are massive. But there's a lot of people who don't like socials anymore as as players or you know, as, there's a lot more people who are working on the weekends or they got families to look after and sometimes socials they go down like a damp squib because there's only four or five who are there. And I was really surprised to get everyone's saying yes. But um, Damien Cook um, replied to us saying, replied to our, our poll saying, and he obviously voted yes. So he said, a drop in social or task cohesion will have an impact on performance. However, from a holistic perspective, it is a key to how a team interact. Not sure how many successful teams exist that don't get on off the pitch or court. Which is pretty, and and are it, pretty right, like, in rugby, um, who, who do you say... So, in the English Premiership, who do you say are the two most successful sides in the last five, six years? Say, say ten, even.
1: Well, you've got Saracens up, there, haven't you? Yeah. Um, just touch upon them, you look You look at their squad, you've got a lot of boys from the England side, there you? Who have obviously got yeah. to get there, but I think what he reads... Um, biographies or articles by players from the Saracens especially Owen Farrell I think he talked quite a lot about the relationship they all have off the pitch as well in terms yeah. of I think on was it the House of Rugby podcast when they were doing it when they had or it was the Good and Bad of the Rugby podcast it was obviously the same one isn't it but they had um Paula <laughs> on there and he was talking yeah. about um, team sources and stuff and I think James, ha- James Haskell was probably a huge on that as well, obviously coming from the Wasps. um, Yeah. And and the England side. I mean, I don't think you get many people from the rugby world saying the socials are a bad thing on a team.
0: No. And I think Saracens, for all all their money um, laundering, to say, um, you'd always see them and they talk on the podcast, a lot of teams used to get jealous because Saracens would go skiing, maybe in Bermuda, They'd be, they, I think once after they won the Heineken Cup game, their incentive. They were going to go and watch our So They end up in Barcelona watching Barcelona Real Madrid on the piss for three days, um, mm. and then and then they come back and win the Premiership in the European Cup, and then the other successful time are Exeter. You Exeter really, um, they they say they're isolated uh, down there, so they just gone. The, their socials are they're on the old school rugby side who, who have a lot of socials and very together and they they, they sometimes they look unstoppable and they've won a, a premiership and um and a European title this year so I'm, I think socials still have a massive part to play in, in a group
1: I think and I might be wrong was, I'm sure I heard on on the House of Rugby doing their podcasts um, like Haskell was talking about uh, growing up on the academies with, he was a wasps um yeah and he talked about Leicester at the time, how yeah. their tours were like ridiculous tours. And James Haskell, you know, I was was in Magaluf for a week. Yeah, and Leicester's uh, Leicester's tours together were, you know, Rome or, or like a cruise or like something up market. But he said that was the time when Leicester was successful. Yeah, and that's because all of them were invested in that culture. Yeah, all in the same wavelength, but um. Well, even the All Blacks, you know, the most successful successful rugby team or you know, whatever you want to call it, ever. Um, we talked about it before coming on, with the, the book Legacy, about, um, about leadership techniques and, and stuff, the, the All Black series. But there's a part in there where they talk about um, they changed the culture from a drinking culture to professionalism, but they kept, um, they kept the social aspect. So I think one of the coaches called it the club. So basically, yeah. every now and again, they used to have a, like it was really important. They had a team social, um, but every player had to wear his club shirt, like his home club. Yeah. So they they just sat in a bar, all in their own club shirts, just getting hammered, having a laugh. But it was like um, it was like to symbolise where they come from, to keep them grounded. Yeah,
0: I love so that. It just We're shows,
1: in it? You can go from you can go from you know Abraham and Quinn's all the way up to the All Blacks. That sense of of togetherness and cohesion is still there.
0: Yeah, and I think stripping it back to our experiences, I think the best, like when when I went up with the Stars, when we got promoted, that was probably the best year socially I'd had at the Stars uh, as a senior player. Um, Obviously, last year then, coaching the Quins, our social side was very good. We did not organise big socials, but... You'd have a lot of people there after game on Saturday, basically, because we've beer tickets, and you know, there's a lot of tight fuckers in the, in the Quinns. Um Yeah, Josh, Josh, you'd fit right in in the quins.
1: To be um, fair, to be fair, D-C sought me out sorted me up a few tickets from time to time. Yeah, and, you know, Josh
0: it. has been a good supporter. You nearly ended up on the bench once against Resolver, didn't you, Josh? I
1: did, mate. come yeah, so, that's that's the closest the comeback has has come. Yeah. About.
0: I remember sitting with Daisy and giving him your number uh, to to text you to sit to go to sit on the bench. Um, but you know they they go out and there's a good group of call cool boys out go out on a Sunday together. They they do everything really. They go out on a piss all the time. Uh, they come to watch cricket. They 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 go to Cardiff together, and I think it does bring a good bond together. And then on the flip side, like with us as cricketers, I think our most successful years is when we're very. Good socially.
1: I think, I think, I mean, me and you are probably speaking from a point of view that we're quite lucky in terms of the two clubs we're on But you. And like, it would be good to hear from the other clubs, don't you? And if you yeah. have an opinion on this, like, you know, let us know. We can talk about it. But I think we're quite lucky. We've come from two quite sociable clubs in terms of, I don't think it's, it's a, it, we never have to really organise a social, really. No,
0: probably. absolutely like, not.
1: I think, I think with the cricket, we usually, and I mean in inverted commas, organise one at the halfway point and one at the end of the season. But the end of the season one happens regardless of whether you organise or not. But as you said, like on a Saturday, it's very rare that the majority of our boys disappear after a game. Yeah. Like so, the ones left problem, until right? it closes of the boys. So I think
0: we end up in pig and N causing carnage.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Barney Expo throwing cricket balls but
0: Yeah. NAS he's from England, from Devon, so it's obviously typical.
1: But like I think we're quite lucky in that aspect, but on the flip side of that, I suppose like there is always that um that risk of it going the other way. In terms yeah. of when you start enjoying the social side more than the actual play So I think there is yeah. like there is a certain balance there. But I you know I'm a big fan of you know, take the losses hard. But yeah, in, but enjoy the wins. I think, you know, playing sport on the grand scheme of things, it's quite a short period, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, you play sport for majority of your early life, and then like for the majority, you know, the majority of your life, then you're not you're watching. So, I think it's important to enjoy the wins, but I think there's always that that you know that element of balance has got to be involved as well.
0: And, and and you know, I think like we and I, and I think sometimes, especially in the club that I've been involved in, not, not not so much cricket. I think cricket's been quite uh consistent, but sometimes, especially with the stars and the Queens, when we were struggling, you'd have more people turn up for a social than you would for training or, or for a game. Um and that's when the balance is wrong. Yeah. You've got to get that balance right. I think definitely last year. I think we definitely got that balance right. Um, and that's down to the players, players rep who's, I'm not going to mention him because he be mentioned a couple of times on here and, and I don't like giving him praise. But um, And the captain and Dale who's, who's it's, it's down to people like that, Lewis Cronin you know, they're they very loose cannons but the balance is we have to win first or we have to perform, then we'll enjoy the social. And I think together in any side is a it's a massive thing and and I guess there's a lot of sides who do it, you know. Is, um, some sides, you do see that the social takes over and they start to struggle. But I think the balance is massively, it's key how you get that balance between on the field and off the field. And especially the cricket, I think we've got it right. And just to touch on why you say we don't have to organise anything. I know, because it's a bloody hard work trying to organise a social the cricket. Because everything you try and do, they shoot it down. You try and get a singer there, they're like, why are we doing it? We just want to go on to Pets. We try and do like, try to do something like the beer Olympics. We try to do it
1: and like, oh, you know the, the boys try. hate games,
0: though. Yeah, they hate games. They just want off few beer. But I think, and as we say, like if we done, if we get someone a boot, that's that's good enough for a social in like you know. Everyone's I think, like what social? <laughs> Up a social.
1: Someone's in the boot. Someone spooned um, all over the floor. It's a social. car. Yeah.
0: We I might think, do the we last gave us We do the occasional boat race, like.
1: Well, even us, uh, I think we've only managed uh, to do one of them in about fifteen years.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and
1: but I think I think going back to the balance side of it, though, and where that comes from, is I think, as you said, both both clubs you mentioned there probably got it right. Is is you've got to give some ownership to the to the boys, haven't you? Yeah, so absolutely. It, so it can't just be, you know, if the court coaching. Team or captain or whoever's in charge, it's not up to them to say, like, oh, we'll have a social this week, blah, blah, blah. I think there's a core group of boys. And if you you want to go down the all black route and call them a leadership group, there's always a group of boys there that will organize a social for everyone else. Um, And it gives that ownership back to the team, I think. Yeah. Rather than having someone constantly saying, oh, we're doing this, we're training now, we're having a social on this date, it's only this. I think You start to get that balance when you give everyone a voice and you get everyone some feedback and then the team itself starts dictating what the culture is or what yeah. direction everyone wants to go in. Once you've got that nailed, you're laughing.
0: Yeah. Josh, you got any um, favourite socials? Who, what's your, if you are to uh, giving one one that stands out true.
1: Right. I have got an all-time social, but it was in uni. Go on then. So we had a Ryder Cup social.
0: Oh, nice. So I think nice. it,
1: was, it was a cricket club and hockey club. Um, my mate Raj was social circle of hockey. I was social circle of cricket. We basically had um, pub, golf, and Ryder Cup. So we paired everyone up. Everyone on the committees was paired up. And everyone went out staggered tea times.
0: Love that. I got to do that.
1: So everyone started in the same pub there was a bench outside that everyone made like a half a rectangle around, like um, the gallery at the first tee. So we had like Europe and USA, so everyone's singing Ole, 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 Ole. Um, And Darky Boys was obviously shouting USA and he was fucking loud. Yeah. And everyone set off and then everyone gathered back then for the score in the end. To be honest with you, to this day, I don't think the score was counted. But, (laughs) But obviously everyone was going, it was like you had a drop shot if you spewed. Yeah, right. Um, I'll never forget it. We were in a pub called Cooper's Arms. Unfortunately, I think it's closed now. So, a little toast to Cooper's Arms in Aberystwyth.
0: Toast to Cooper's Arms, Aberystwyth.
1: Yeah, one of the boys was the Two of the boys were in there. One of them chinned it. Um, and he had that dodgy look in his face. So, he's about to spew. So, he made the little run outside, spooed everywhere. And the other boy was going, he's like, fucking get in there. Drop shot. He chinned his. Same look appeared in his face, fella. out, no. out, out he went and sprayed a car. So, why,
0: but, why didn't he just do half and half and just get the two?
1: Well, game management, food.
0: Yes, that's poor. Areas. But, poor. Yeah, from, from, a
1: point, from a uni side. If that was
0: are, brilliant. If wherever you are and you're listening, very poor,
1: yeah, very poor. Um, I think from a local point of view, um. I'll just name them that outford and I'll be that. First P20 win.
0: Oh! oh ho, 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 ho.
1: <laughs> and um, I'll just leave it there.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll we, we leave it there, Josh. Um, I think we've, we this has been in our sporting every week and in. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, I'm not going to stay anymore. Um, so what's yours about? What's your, what's your best socials?
0: I got three, and they for they for the different clubs. Obviously, um, the first one uh, was an unexpected social with the cricket. Um, Josh, I think it's pretty sure it's your birthday. Um, your birthday normally comes around just before the half halfway, and uh, we'd planned to go to Wine Street after a game. We'd we'd planned um, we'd play outfield beers in the club and then go to Wine Street. But anyway. Um, well, I think we might to play Swansea actually and the, the, one of the teams was over Swansea is so we meet them in Swansea. So anyway, the game got called off really early uh, and we made the executive decision that we were going to go on an all day at Cardiff. Um,
1: it rained. Didn't it rain?
0: Yeah, it rained, yeah. It ra- so we would, we were like, right, let's not tomorrow about Swansea. we got the ideal opportunity Saturday in the summer in Cardiff. So we all met in the Grand at about 12 o'clock and um, things went pretty loose from there and... The st- one of the stories is Josh, uh, Tobin and Nicola Dunn uh, playing a, a tomato uh, ketchup game with the with the sachets and they were twisting them and twisting them and obviously the first one to twist in it popped would be the loser and we caused chaos in our little area O'Neill's, didn't we? And... Uh, yeah.
1: Well, I, well I, I turned in... So when well, I went into my destructive mode and I? I just started breaking yeah. glasses under the table.
0: Yeah, and the gla- all the glasses got smashed and... Um, None of us got checked out. There was these two random boys who were sitting there with a beer. So that's always a result. Um That was a brilliant day because it just sounds really unexpected, and it was just it, it, the unexpected ones are the best ones for me. And um, second one is Quinn's, um, and it comes up in my head because we were talking about them earlier. Helix and Hounds after a game last year. We'd won. Uh, it was in my sporting memories of the week, a couple of weeks ago. Um we won and then we had the band on and it was absolutely bouncing in the quins. No, just one of those days when it was just a, such a feel-good atmosphere in there and geez, we had a good swig. And I just loved it because of the way the whole day went and and obviously the night. And then uh the last one is with the stars and night. We got promoted. Um it was a rearranged game on a Wednesday. Uh we had the big pile with a bonus point to go up but at that stage obviously we had, we had other games but if we wanted to go up that night we needed to get five points uh, we scored last play of the game um, to go up uh, and we end up in still the night and um, yes I, so. Oh, I was first. so I was only I was 18 just turned 18 uh, coming up yeah just turned 18 so I was loving life and um, but Mavis who was uh, or James Davis who was manager of the stores at the time had a lot of boys working with him in the stores and I can remember just being in Bamboo uh, at about half past 11 at night and he's emailing uh, the night shift manager and emailing his boss to tell him so and so we'll be having a day off tomorrow on my request and then he was just naming boys who were out of us and you know it was it was brilliant um, just the unexpected, honestly we knew we were going to have a few beers and you know, when you get into the the high of of being promoted, you want to go and keep going. So, obviously, we end up in in Wayne Street, and um, I think I strolled in at about seven o'clock uh, Thursday morning, um, happy as Larry, and then woke up and I absolutely couldn't move, aching aching a bit.
1: I have just remembered another social.
0: Go on, Ed.
1: But, I, but let me go back to your first social, the Cardiff one. The yeah, all day, day is i, f- I fall a victim to this too many times to be honest. Too many times, my liking phone is stumbling out of a strip club. It's about 6 pm.
0: Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I remember. I've got we, to
1: be honest, a late afternoon striptease is, is up yeah.
0: there. Yeah. We, well, we Remember, we went up to watch Wales and Ireland? Um, March time, six, six Asians. Yeah. And um we were just kicking off like Harpus Two and it was like that springs and Don't worry I'm, I was a single man at that time. Um and we we we, did, we couldn't find anybody to get a pipe, we'd left walkabout, and everywhere else was rammed. but the only place had just opened, it was like Harpus Four. It opened like four o'clock it was the strip club and we ended up staying in the strip club for about four hours. Um one or two may have got dances and
1: made, but we were just made some lifelong friends and effort.
0: Yeah, we, we were just there to, to, to enjoy a beer because we couldn't go anywhere else. But yeah, we we do enjoy uh, an afternoon uh, visit to see our friends.
1: Don't mind uh, frequenting in the local... in the local... in the local... Uh, what's, what's, what you call them? Strip club?
0: Yeah, and that's, that brought up another memory from another social, a bank holiday social. I won't mention any names. I'm not going to drop anyone in it. But we ended up being one of these... Um, bars um, so one of the boys had like he looks over to this to this girl and he has like a bit of a dodgy look and you could see he'd gone really quiet so um, she comes over to our table it was pretty dark now, and she says are you anyone on a dance and the boy in the chair goes um, absolutely not and she her eyes takes a closer look and goes oh yeah you're right and then says his name we found out it was his cousin So we would just to say, a couple of the boys looked at her and said, "Yes, please." So she made about hundred and fifty quid in ten minutes. It was it was delightful.
1: But that's what we're there for, folks.
0: We are there. We just there to help the people
1: making you know making lives better.
0: To, To to them bars you go to for us mid afternoon, but to them bars.
1: Oh. Getting emotional.
0: Sorry Charles, I kept you up then.
1: No, getting emotional. No, the, the, the other one that came to mind was winning the Welsh Cup with Swansea, went back to Wine Street, and I ended up falling over outside peppermint, split my chin on the kerb, dropped my phone and wallet in the gutter, sat in Chico Land for about an hour, covered in blood, and then decided it was a good idea to walk home from Wine Street to Bagland on Fabian Way, Covered in blood. Um, Chris Tobin what wasn't a, amused when he opened the door.
0: What a, what a night.
1: Uh, what a day.
0: What a day. What a day. So, the ultimate social. So, yeah, they're end of season tours, Josh. And we, I think we're going to get quite emotional yeah? I actually, talking about tours. Um,
1: I, I've started I, already for his tears.
0: Describe in a sentence what a tour means to you, Josh.
1: Um what a tour means to me is everyone takes off their their sort of decency coat or their normal person decency skin and they put it in a basket like this out the, this outside the plane. Every yeah. ounce of dignity goes in there or and they just leave it there. Get on the plane and anything goes. Yeah. But then when everyone gets off that plane the other side on the way back, everyone picks their suits back up and puts them back on, and they're decent again. For me, yeah. for, it's the ultimate blowout. That's how it I is. It. it
0: is, and it is. It, it's the end of the season. It's nice. That's that is the ultimate social me because more or less everyone's on a tour, and it is everyone just kind of relaxes a little bit, especially. Uh, in the city of hell where we go, Josh, and we'll adventure there in a couple of, couple of minutes. But, yeah, it's such a great, I think it's a great ending. When you've got a tour the end of that season and you've got a couple of games left, especially in rugby, when you've got a couple of games left that are um, rearranged, you're dragging on, you know the finish line's in sight, and then when you know our tour's in,
1: you're done. Um, you unless... You hell thought, I'd call it the devil's playground,
0: the devil's playground, yes, absolutely. Um, but unless you're the Quins who arranged their tour and then the fixture sac had rearranged, it. so they were going to Ibifa, of all places, weekend at Ibifa, and then the weekend after, we had to play Astila Vera away. Dreadful. In the sun. Um, I am gone because I was working in the school at the time. Um, but there were some some warriors out there dragging if he told. We won like 31-28. We were 31-3 up half-time. And then they come back. But we, we had dug in. Ah, oh, there were some states out there. But yeah, the tour's amazing. And we've we run a pool And which is your favourite tour destination. And Josh, I think our favourite come out as winner as well, the Devil's Playground, Ground, What What an absolute
1: haul. But genuinely, right, I'm craving...
0: It's
1: uh, it's, it's, but it's our, it's uh, our I, I can't tell you how much I'm craving a weekend in Benadolm. Uh, I but, just think... But for me, the best thing about the, a tour, and it doesn't matter where you go really, what I love about it is it's a tour for everyone. Yeah. So you get, like, the youngsters on there who are, like, tour virgins... Yeah, and then, and then you get the the sort of current group of players, like a sort of current group, and then you get the old lads who played for the club or are sort of big supporters of the club or on the committee. Blah blah. blah. I mean, like we're lucky with the, with the cricket; we take, like, we're 40 on tour, don't we?
0: Yeah.
1: But I love it because you can sit with the old lads all day, and it's a laugh. You can go, you know, stay with the boys for half a day. It's, it's ridiculous. But there's. Like, there's
0: no segregation really. No, it's, it's not. And literally, it's like, you. there's always something to do as well. And like, sometimes someone will go home early, like in the day, because their arm just going an hour. And then you'll just latch onto someone else and you'll do a pump crawl back and you'll lose your hotel. And, and then you end up back at Cafe where We've been sat there in our like swimming shorts. Because we sit, I'm very famous. We go down to Tiki Tiki Bar, oh, um, and just sit in our in our vests and our, top, our shorts, and you're still sitting there with half left in the night because you were expecting a go and get changed but you hadn't gone home. And
1: oh. I, could you imagine? sat you imagine sat on. on the party area of the Tiki Tiki Bar right now with a can of strawberry line copperberg? Because that's the only thing they sell. Okay. And I'm just sat there chaining it. Amazing.
0: Oh. Amazing.
1: Just sweating through everything I'm wearing.
0: Yeah. Oh. Amazing. I think, uh, wow. I think most teams, especially in Batalba, most teams would be the bent on. wherever you are, sporting team would be the band on.
1: I think if you um, be the Benidorm, you don't play sport in all, but
0: no, no, you're right there. Um uh josh any any stories you can tell on the pod
1: uh, I was, well, I was just thinking that I, I thought you to ask me Have I got any stories I've, i was going to say we've got plenty of stories it was
0: yeah, any, any I was
1: just I was quickly going through uh, the archives just to, to identify which ones I can so, i think yeah there's one there's a, there's two but they sort of the same they happen at the same time. do you remember when we brought um Sally, uh, Sally Funnel out
0: yes yes you, right? yes
1: um, and you know everyone listening on you is probably thinking oh yeah Funnel unlock well and well, well, lads you're hard
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know like it. oh
1: that's not that a fun like oh you're mad <laughs> um, you know, so you know as as everyone knows it's, it's there all, all weekend everyone's taking in turns and if you get called to do it you do it don't you you haven't got to like there's no yeah. choice in the matter so we're yeah, sure. all doing it, and um, we've got to mention him. Ben the Pen. Ben yeah. Ben David, um, superb servant for the cricket club for many years, scoring the book. Good as gold, came on tour. And it, was, and it was young Benjamin's turn to do the boot. And Ben, yeah. we'd watched a lot of the boys come and go with a boot. Uh, yeah. was common knowledge at this point that if you turn the tap too quickly, it hit you in the back of the throat. So what you have to do is slowly open it, ease it open, let it flow, get your rhythm, and then open the floodgates and get it done, right? So young yeah. Ben gets on his knees in front of all the boys, funnel in his mouth, and say, "Right, Ben, slowly now." Ben fails to open it slowly and opens it full, and the force that the strongbow hit him in the back of the throat made him basically spoon what Ben didn't do was close the tap. <laughs> I can only describe this as if he was shaking a cock over him as he was jizzing.
0: <laughs>
1: that is the only way. And he was just there, holding this funnel, springing over his face, going, oh, stop it, stop it, Nick, stop. And then in that same breath, as I was, I was under the table crying, Carlin Bynan took off my flip-flop <laughs> and launched it onto the, the prom. And I mean, this was flat. It was a flat throw. And the flip-flop slapped this woman in the face.
0: Ah, oh, no.
1: And but the, the best thing was she just started looking up. <laughs> so this woman, poor woman, thought he was raining flip-flops. <laughs> But I'm sat there in one flip-flop and she's holding my other one. So then I, was, I just bottled it at that point, so I just went and I had to go and buy new flip-flops from next door. Uh but yeah. I mean I mean they are probably tame a tamer story there.
0: Are we gonna mention it's a different uh location, but we're gonna mention Lemon Gate, Josh or are we just gonna leave on it? A...
1: Oh, you crack on, fella, if you wanna mention it.
0: Uh, uh, well, yeah, why not? I like chucking them under the bus. Um, Lisbon, stags do basically a tour. There's 40 of us on this on stag do basically a tour. Uh, walking through Lisbon and there's a lovely fruit uh, fruit shop um, just just selling selling fruit, obviously. So randomly we buy a couple of lemons. Boys are trying to bowl out to, into this ball. Uh, there's people... Eat, uh, so j- next thing... Josh, he's the old lad sitting in this pub about. What was say, Thirty meters, Josh? Twenty
1: meters? In all honesty, four. Don't
0: I? Yeah, so it's miles away. So Josh picks this lemon and throws fl- it flat, flat and hard at the at the um, at the old lad. But what Josh didn't know, the trajectory took a little bit of a turn and it, this child smack bang in the chest while he was eating dinner in this pub. Um, <laughs> for, for about five minutes, the boys were like, oh my God, we've just killed a kid, killed a kid. And then uh, Chris uh, give him a good old rollicking to Neva. I think once everyone calmed down, I was probably pretty funny uh, we, we know the kids are right now no one was harmed in the uh, in the recording but uh,
1: never yeah. run. That was I've never run so quickly in my life then Luke Luke gave me a dressing down yeah and then the police turned up with a part of the bar we were in looking for us yeah. to there. and then Chris Tobin that's all I, I remember buying a round of the bar and that's all I heard was where is he and I was like, "Oh, fucking hell!" And Chris Torbin gave me a dressing down in front of the old Stag. What happens, mate? I mean, this was—I mean, for everyone listening, this was literally two years ago. I was a 27-year-old man getting <laughs> <dead> bothered <bonnet laughs> by his old man for throwing a lemon at a child. But I mean, looking back, fair enough.
0: Um. Oh, another one I was thinking about from Ben: don't. the Pis-y, um table dive. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, I think we just need to talk about Paisy's tall game at this point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just so if you don't know who Pizzi is, Ryan Evans plays cricket football, but Josh, I'll uh, I'll hand it over to you to tell the story.
1: Which one? The table or
0: The Table, yeah.
1: Oh, so obviously we're in the devil's playground um <laughs> and we found a Welsh bar lovely couple from Gersoinan were running it. I'll um, be we in there. And obviously we just had a drink and a hen party turned up and there must be about 10 of them on the hen party. And there's a long table outside. So they were sitting there like they ordered a load of cocktails over. Look, they, they were having a great time. The girls, yeah. were a great time. fair play to them. They looked amazing. They were dressed up. they were enjoying their loving life. I've just had minding their own business. I'm having a nice late afternoon drink before the big night out. And, it, well, everyone who knows us knows that as a group, we are probably the biggest repellent of women. Ever. Yeah. If, you, if you need somewhere cleared of women, just put us there, right? And it happens. So we're all standing there, Pisy being Pisy just turns around and goes, I'm going to go and cleanse men across our table now. And we're all like, "Oh, Pies, don't be stupid, isn't it? They're, they're just trying to enjoy the night out. Paisy takes a, a restaurant length run up. <laughs> takes a run up, dives, swan dives onto this table. And I mean, Paisy's head, he thought he would slide all the way across and off the other end. What happened was Paisy hit it, and it was like a rubber top table. So he just fucking hit it, and it stopped. Both tables went up there, drinks went everywhere, all over these poor girls. Tables snapped. Paisy's over the top, legs in the air. Um, And I can only describe as there being the most deafening silence in the pod ever been. Um, I mean, Paisy's been asking for a shout-out on this pod for a while, so I'm going to carry on with this, and let's just explain Paisy's tour game. So on tour... Paisy doesn't believe in in using the toilets for a piss <laughs> right so Paisley's game is like if he needs a shit fair enough but Paisley just decided playing a game called you piss where you stand so like wherever you are, wherever you sat if you need a piss you just literally piss yourself um, and the, the worst one of this was the first toy done it in Magaluf back in 2010 where we played a game awful decision and we were walking back to the hotel, and Paisley can you hold my bag for me? And I said, yeah, no worries. Um, and I was looking at Paisley, and Paisy was just standing still. I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, hang on. What are you doing? And that's all I heard. It was like the sound of a tap. And there was families up ahead, and they all started crossing the road. <laughs> and then as I looked down, there was just a puddle of piss from Paisy's feet, and he was just pissing himself.
0: Uh, to Paisy. The
1: to are Pais, as you shout out no fella. Uh,
0: Pais, Ryan Evans. i got one more um, from a rugby tour which is suitable for you. Um, I won't mention his name. Um, I'll just say he's a cousin of mine, so whoever played with me at the stars will know him. Um, so we're, we're in Albufeira, we're in Portugal, cracking the strip. Joshus, I think the uh, the cricket boys would love uh, Albufeira. um we've just it's the promotion year so we, we we literally promoted on the Wednesday like two weeks after we were in Portugal so I'm still buzzing um so uh, he has a bet with someone I can't remember what the bet was but if he had lost he'd run down the strip bollock naked. Um, he lost so next thing he's running down the strip bollock naked, like he, he's going flat out as well. He's a, he, he's a back, so he's quite quick. Um, it, but anyone who's seen Portuguese police, especially on the strip of, Al- of Alba Fura they don't want to mess around, they are hard obviously,
1: and they are big. They're tasty, fella. Lisbon, I saw, him oh,
0: in yeah, the yes, they taste, yeah, yeah, obviously, we've seen them in Lisbon, they are tasty. so as calm as you like, he's running down this thing and the, one of the police officers pulls out the asp and it is a huge as asp.
1: It's massive. They're all so like did up Lewis Figos, aren't
0: they? Yeah, yeah, basically. So he whips out his asp and as the boy runs past, he just whips him on the back of the leg and it can only be described as a buffalo being taken down. By a lion or something in the from behind, and he just falls. And he went right, in slow motion, just falls to the floor. Um, and obviously, everyone's like, What has just happened there? And as, as he turns around, he's got cocker balls everywhere, just absolutely bulky biff. And the police officer standing over him points him, just goes, No, and just walks off. So, so we're like. He's got to remember that. So so what he wore for the rest of the night was one of them towels you put over your head like a hoodie kind of thing. Yeah. He wore one of them for the rest of the night. Um, and this was about two in the morning, and he he stayed out till about seven eight o'clock the next day. Um, which which was a top
1: top top effort. This is the beauty of tours, isn't it? Yeah, and it it, it does give you these memories that are just the best.
0: I feel I feel pretty bad for saying them stories because you know the classic what goes on tour stays on tour and um, but
1: um we walking the corner but it was yeah
0: but that they are, the, they are the cleanest things we could say and and obviously you probably forget you forget more than you than you know on a tour because every, so much happened. Well,
1: but there's a few people craving the tour for if you know what I mean. Yeah,
0: there's yeah yeah absolutely. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, just not just us, but um, thank <laughs> uh, uh, so we've we've reached the final part of our, our pod for this week. We try to keep it um quite short, do we, Josh? Because we've had some good content this week, but we've waffled again. Oh, I
1: um, think, yeah, I think the whole point of this one was a bit of fun, isn't
0: it? yeah, um, it
1: obviously... is. We've Said this on a few pods, we're trying to get um like local sport out there and stuff. At the minute, it's a bit of a struggle. We had a really good Christmas special with the boys talking about Iron Man. Um, and with it being locked out, just thought we'd do a bit of a, a bit of a fun one this week, have a bit of a laugh and help out as much as we can in this lockdown, just to kill an hour or so, I guess.
0: Yeah, exactly. And um, so obviously, if you want to, if you've got any stories that can be uh shared or, or you want us to. Just to chat to us. So uh Instagram and Twitter handles are at pttspod and our emails are pttspod at gmail.com. I need to look at that actually, I haven't looked it for two weeks. Um Josh, just to finish off, instead of a sport in memory, because it's Christmas and New Year, we've kind of uh we've we've set the challenge to name Josh, you're gonna name your best eleven or your social eleven, sorry. And I'm going to name my best 15 that I've played with in so, Josh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first?
1: Um, oh, I'll go first. Go on then. Um, right, I'll do a social eleven, So I'm picking this team purely based on the social side. There are, there are, there are a few good players in this as well. Um, so right, I'm going to go number one, opening the bat We've got to have a strong start. Yeah. Um so I think you'd agree and you know, it pains me to say it. But we're gonna have to have Barney Thomas at number one, are we?
0: Yeah, he is probably the ultimate socialite in um in the cricket, to be fair, he's a good drinker. Some good say drinker. the head
1: some say the head of the snake.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um
1: and, and, and he is the bigger he is the best. He's not biggest drinker, best drinker is always mixed up.
0: Yeah.
1: He's the best drinker I've ever seen, Barney. The
0: best drinker, yeah.
1: yeah. He is the um, best drinker. So he's at number one. Um, number two. I'm going to have to put him in there. You're going to eat this, but Callum Bynum's going to have to slot in.
0: How's was an opener as well.
1: I'm just, I'm chucking him up top, but set the tone.
0: Right, That's a good opening partnership, to be fair.
1: I'm yeah. having, I'm, right, I'm having Barney to anchor the old social... Start, start first out, last in. Yeah. Bynan to kick us off and set the tone. Um, Michael Samuel gets in there. Nice. Pooley for. Um, keeps the pace going. We keep the pace of the social going, but also will cause a bit of mischief behind the scenes. Also, can get destructive.
0: You can get destructive.
1: Number four, and we'll skip the other side, is our friend from across the border, Barniacs. Yeah. One of the loosest people I've ever met in my life.
0: Very loose.
1: Um, I think a five, middle order, got to have David Alfred Sage in it. Yes. To keep morale going. Keep the laughs rolling. Um. I've got to be honest, do Tony Price get in my side as well?
0: Yes, I agree with that. Definitely agree with that.
1: Chucking Tony Price in again keeps morale up. Iman I'm and Sage are there to keep to keep smiles on faces, getting through the hard yards. So that's that's the top six. Uh, oh, now we're in the engine room of the operation.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm going for Andrew Dacey.
0: Oh, I, no, that's a big fella.
1: Engine room. Andrew Dacey. Yeah. Um, Feel as if we need a bit more destruction in this side. Sam Torbin.
0: Yes. He is very destructive.
1: Goes under the radar. Yes. Um, In at nine, I need social activities... So I'm going with Ford Cuxley in a nine.
0: Named, to name, be named in a social eleven just makes it makes my day. It makes my year. What a year 2020's been now.
1: Ten. Kevin Watts.
0: Oh, shout!
1: Also known as Zook. To friends and family.
0: What day, man?
1: He's in a ten, and then. In eleven, in eleven. Although I only want this person in if he is pre two thousand and seventeen. Lewis Jones. Yeah. And I'll take it. I'm going to take a twelfth man.
0: Go on. Oh,
1: I'll take twelfth and thirteenth actually because I, I, we need the squad members. Dean Fish.
0: Ah, oh, Dean Fish. Now there's a social man.
1: And I think we need an option then off the bench. A bit of Catalyst, a bit of mischief. The petrol on the bonfire, shall we say. Yeah. Ryan, Paisy Evans.
0: Yes, Paisy can be in there. So I've got Barney and Bynum opening. I think I'm missing one, Josh. Tonka, Tony
1: Price. No, Barney X4.
0: Barney X, that's it. Pricey?
1: Pricey. Sagey. Yeah. Andrew Dacey.
0: Sam Torben.
1: Ford. Zouk and Lewis. Lewis and then Dean Fish yeah. and Paisy.
0: I got him. Thank you very much.
1: No problem, mate.
0: Well, mine, mine is going to be a. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go social. I've made a few changes. I'm gonna go social as well with you, Josh, just to follow your lead.
1: Um, on topic, and
0: yeah. So, so my my social front row is gonna be the boy who uh, who we met last week, Jack Phillips. Um, just 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 because it, it I don't have to self-explanatory. Number two, Tyler Hopkins. Outstanding bloke, good boy on the piss. Um, number three then is uh, is a great guy. Uh, could play both sides of the uh, of the front row, but an absolute swigger. Uh Daniel Elson, Schnib. My second rows are the backbone. Uh, Dale Bowen and Callum Bynan. Bynan's in there again, but they 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 are the social uh, social second rows so I played with. And then my back row is Dylan McLaughlin, who's an absolute cannon. Joe Kingsley, who's an absolute cannon. Uh, and Conor O'Callaghan. Uh, some shout-outs for the back row is Evzy, who would be in. He was in my team for uh, the best players I've played with. Um, he just misses out uh, in my social team. He's an absolute loose goose. Um, but Dylan is is a menace. And Elliot Jones just misses out um, from the stars. Um, my back line, I've got Nathan Flynn at nine. Just because he can play guitar, and when he was captain of the stars, he was outstanding. Um, Ryan Poo at ten. Now Ryan Ryan's a bit of a dark horse at ten. Um, he's very not. He, he likes a beer, but he don't go loose sometimes. But when he's loose, he's loose, and you need some of them in your team, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, my centres are Jack Day, tight as a submarine door but always good value on a night out um, Josh Ingerfield at 13 so Josh played for uh, the Stars he was a top top boy um, uh, still a good mate of mine so Josh goes in at 13 on the wings uh, Lewis Cronin could have played 13 but I tried to shift the balance there too many centres so he can play on the wing as well so Lewis is in at, on the wing and my other winger is going to be Jordan Gammond. Uh, he's he just I whoever knows Jordan knows he's a bit loose. Um, and then follow back is is good mate of mine, Conor Condon. Um, quick, uh, good drinker, and he, he's he's good on the piss. So yeah, Conor stays in there. Um, there are some notable mentions we will get them in the post, but yeah, I think that's a bit of pretty strong side when you go uh going on the piss. So um yeah, I'll take our fifteen to battle with me every time. So yeah, it was
1: good. Who's your team manager, fella? Uh
0: oh, I'd go coach and staff. So my coach and staff, uh team manager would be um Terry Coxley for his for his singing um and his antics. Uh Co-team manager would be Andrew Harris as a top top bloke. Um My head coach would be Andrew Dacey, uh, alongside David McGrath. It uh, was guest guest McGrath, two good socialites. Uh, my forwards coaches would be Paddy O'Carlagh, Craig Cox, and then my backs coaches would be Reese. Twig the Swig Williams and Tony Cooksley and then my strength and conditioning coach would be uh, Paul Skin.
1: Nice, sir. I think
0: as a, a pretty good social team there. Eh? I
1: think notable mentions as well, I should have mentioned, would be Twig as well and Luke Gosby. Yeah uh, my team my team manager because he, he can get you out of a sticky situation, can get you in the best restaurants, looks after you, switched on when you need him to be. Known as the zookeeper, Gareth Lee.
0: Yeah. Oh Jesus! No, that's that's a team manager I've ever seen. Like. Yeah. He's he's a head of the asylum,
1: like. Head. Yeah. He is head head lunatic in the asylum.
0: Yeah. So, no, Josh, I enjoyed that. Um, good chat again, as always. Um,
1: Lovely reminiscing, but now I'm absolutely gagging for a all.
0: Yeah, we, we end this conversation, we go back to um living in lockdown. Lockdown life. Yeah. Um I've got the missus is cooking me some steak with creamy garlic spinach or something, so I got that coming up. And you know, I would I wouldn't mind a meal in the rovers or turned in and better don't know other than So uh
1: yeah. I, I, I would not turn my nose up, but a three year gammon, chips, and egg. I, be honest. Yeah. I don't know why I said that weird gammon, egg, and chips. for three Yeah,
0: uh, I remember uh, it was a way when Barney ordered like a daughter kebab from our rovers return in, and he was literally like, he said the back people, and Barney's a big eater. He literally looked at it and he said, Can I order something else? But I would I, I would take, if it meant being a vendor, I would take eating one of
1: them kebabs in there. Oh.
0: But oh, there last course, you
1: fella. we'll have a last toast yeah. The better times, man.
0: The better times. Better times. Ah, thank you again to all you listening. Um, thank you to our partners, uh, Shiny Vinyl. Hopefully um we'll have another one uh in the early January, but just so just keep your eyes peeled on the social media pages. Um Happy New Year to you all. I uh, hope it brings a better year than, than this one. Um, spend it with your families because obviously uh, this is quite a unprecedented time and it's a special occasion because you might not have a chance like this again at New Year's to spend it with your family. So make sure you cherish your loved ones. Um, enjoy the comfort of your home because that's where we're going to be stuck for the next fucking weeks. Um, and... Like we've said before, if anyone is struggling, just reach out if you reach out to us as individuals or the pod or if you get on um onto the mind and the Samaritans and just just don't suffer alone uh, during these unprecedented times but Josh, have a great new year's Eve um I'll catch you probably new year's Day uh but if not, if it can't be good
1: don't be bad, baby
0: over and out. Third Josh.
1: Hey everyone. See you in the new year.